0: Welcome to This Is Real Life with Jen Blossom, where we talk all things that make us most uncomfortable. From abuse to addiction and trauma to recovery, nothing is off limits. My guests and I will expose the parts of ourselves that hold the most pain and share the freedom that is possible. This is real life. Wow, well, now it's really good to have you. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm thrilled that you decided to come over and do this with me. Thanks, I just Jen. I have so I have like this hope for this podcast and I just think that you're going to add such a awesome uh Details to it, so thank you. Um, okay, so your name is Melody, yes, Melody. Welcome. <laughs> um, why don't you give us a little like, so who are you? Like, wh- how old are you? What do you do? Sort of a thing.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, <laughs> I'm I'm excited too. I'm I'm excited. That you would even invite me to be here. Oh, you're really sweet. Um, but I'm really excited for you. Mm. Um, as your friend, I'm mm. excited for you and proud of you thank and you. feel like you are moving in the direction that you are supposed to be. Mm. And that just is so cool. That's really sweet. Thank um, you. Yeah. And I'm excited for everybody that gets to be, you know, blessed by you taking the oh, sex up. So, thank you. yeah, you're welcome. Um, Yeah. So, so, like, what do you do? I'm... Well, I (laughs) live here in North County. (laughs) What What I do do is always an interesting conversation. I eat and I sleep (laughs) and I hang out. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, I've been in the like kind of like the nonprofit social impact world for a long time. That's um, really rad. Which some of it is rad. Some of it is, you know, what it is. Well, right. behind the <laughs> like scenes everything. isn't always...
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear that. So, okay. So we met... Yeah. How long ago? 10 years? Gosh, probably. Which is complete insanity. Yeah. Because that... So I knew you before I had Addie, which is crazy because she's going to yes. be nine. That's insane. She mean nine. Like yeah. nine.
1: Like I remember being nine. I know. She's like a... She's not just like a kid. She's like a girl. Oh, <laughs> like, I she's know. she's got...
0: They're,
1: feelings and she's got like feelings know. and
0: like real problems like her hair isn't straightened and right. it's like that's right but problem. she's
1: always had a lot to say which I don't know where she gets that from it's like <laughs> really confusing to me <laughs> who are her
0: parents gosh yeah. um okay so we met and we I think we met through our
1: mutual friend
0: yeah Kaylee yeah our good friend Kaylee yeah Kaylee she
1: was my roommate at the time um, and I kept hearing about you because you guys were both in grad school together. Mm-hmm. Um wait, and I went to grad school. <laughs> like, that's weird, too, right? I've been a mom for so long,
0: that, like, wait. No. I used to, like write papers and, like, do mm-hmm. stuff that like mm-hmm. meant something. Everything
1: you do still means something, Jen. <laughs> well, anyways, you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Um, okay, so we met back then. We, and then I feel like we organically just like ended up making, fr- I think we were all at a time in our life, like almost may- maybe like a transitional time. Yeah. Like we weren't like still in our teens, like we were in our mid 20s. Like, yeah. We, we were looking for friends that like, didn't just want to party all the time, but like right. didn't, Kind of figuring but, out how to
1: grow up, how to adult together yeah, around the same time. That was time a really like
0: rough time. S-
1: similar group of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, and then I got married, right? So yeah. that was
0: really weird because
1: yeah. <laughs> no one gets married
0: that young around here. Um, so anyways, yeah. So we had a lot of mutual friends and I think at that point you were living in Newport. You had mm-hmm. just moved back from
1: Nashville, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I was born and raised in LA, went to college in uh, down here in Orange County, and then after graduating, went to Nashville for like a year, and it was an awesome year. Why did so you great. go to Nashville? Um, I've always loved music and writing, mm. and and I have family out there, and they've been kind of begging me to come for a while. Wait, can you sing? Like, no. Uh, so you,
0: these are <laughs> nobody like, wants these that are again. legit sing song <laughs> mics. Like we could be we could okay. may, maybe we're starting. A we'll band. come back
1: and record a song another perfect. time. Okay, okay. That'll, that'll be, the be intro. season two. <laughs> season two. Okay, perfect. Kay. Yes. So went to Nashville. It was kind of a good like. Now I can looking back, I realize how much healing happened that year, which mm-hmm. I'm skipping ahead, but it was such a good year. And so when I came back to Southern California, mm-hmm. which I kind of always knew I would because this mm-hmm. is home, mm-hmm. um, I I was excited to be here. I felt like I had this new chapter for myself that I was starting here. And so I was living with our friend Kaylee right. at the time. It's, okay, yes. And another friend, Morgan. And we, the three of us just had such a fun year. We were living on the same block as like three different groups of friends were all there. Um, so fun. It was it was great. And I was working at World Vision. It's like big yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big a deal. Humanitarian organization. Yeah. Well, no, not big as in big deal. Just like it was, no, it was it exciting is, to be well, doing World it, Vision is like kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, hold they on do, great they okay, do great work. They do great work. I mean, on. yeah, I, I drank all their Kool Aid. I could <laughs> give you a podcast on that. But I, yeah, so I, I was like proud. I felt like I was 25 and I was. I've got this. Uh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I came I'm back from Nashville and recharged. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And I was in a relationship with this guy at the time who, at that point, was like, the healthiest relationship I'd ever had. And I was proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, And probably like a year into being here that we broke up and that just like set off this chain reaction in me of it being, of things being very difficult. Why did you guys break up? Um, I don't know. Like nothing, oh. it was nothing traumatic. Oh. It was just, I mean, you just didn't, yeah, he didn't, yeah, he felt like he couldn't commit and didn't quite know what was there. And I, the whole time had felt like, I wasn't even that into the relationship. I really cared about him as a person, mm-hmm. but I wasn't that into. Like, I wasn't super in love I or hear anything. You. Yeah. But when all of a sudden he was acknowledging what was true for both of us, mm-hmm. I oh, I was think freaking that, out. That
0: feels like rejection and yeah. abandonment. I mean, oh my gosh, that's yeah, all the feels. Okay, so all of it. That was really really rough for you, and yeah. at that point you decided there was something I, had to. Yeah,
1: I that was when I first started therapy because I at that point had never really gone. I went once before for like a like to one guy one time Mm -hmm. and hated it. Right. And was like, this guy's weird. Like wasn't into it. Never went again. That was when I was like 21. Mm -hmm. And so now at 26, I'm going through this breakup and like, oh, my gosh, I like I can't stop crying and and I'm sad and there's a loss here. And that's sad. But my my like devastation wasn't matching it was like titanic um, devastation for like
0: a tugboat (laughs)
1: yeah yeah issue exactly and i couldn't figure out what was going on so i was like i need to go i just felt like i need to go uproot whatever is going on in me and like dig it up and figure it out because i don't want to feel like this way
0: yeah that's wise because a lot of people just struggle through that and then they kind of like mask it they don't realize that like all of this pain might actually be from another time or another place, you know? So that's super wise of you. How did you find your therapist?
1: I I found her through a a friend of mine had actually been seeing her as well. And that friend, when she had shared some of the insights that this woman had had in her life, Mm -hmm. that friend, it happened to be someone I knew since I was five years old. And so when she would tell me the things her therapist said, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is so insightful. How does she know that about you? And she's like, never hung out with you outside of a tiny room with a couch. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and so that was kind of in my head is like, maybe this woman is wise and is worth like trying out. Um, Well, I mean, crazy,
0: like therapy is a really freaking expensive, first of all. And if you are in like, this place of desperation you don't always have the funds right and then you're looking for somebody that you can go to that you like and typically the cheap people are not
1: like not as awesome Mm -hmm. yeah or it's church-based and uh, i've got a lot of mm -hmm. people that's right (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. that's a whole nother
1: that's a whole nother podcast
0: (laughs) um but um i mean at that time in your life like i mean it must have been at a point where you There was no going back. Like you you knew that you needed to continue. Yeah.
1: Like you said, it was wise, and that's really sweet. But I felt just like, no, this is when you're drowning and you're calling for the lifeguard. Like you're not the, you're not the hero for trying to swim back to shore. You just know you're going to die. So you better but you like, could have, but start you, like looking for a lifeboat. But you and had a choice. that's where I was at. Because
0: that's a choice, right? Because other people I have seen get it. Maybe they get into a different relationship. Yeah. Maybe they mask it with yeah. drugs. Maybe they mask it with, yeah. like there's pain there. And so, okay, so where, yeah. okay, so you went to therapy and then you decided you needed to uncover like where all this pain is coming from because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's kind of out of control and you discovered that it probably had to do with something that happened in your childhood. Right, go figure. Right. Okay. I,
1: it's so funny you say that because I <laughs> feel like I rallied against that idea for know, so long. Too. I just, I always felt like growing up and I know we'll get into it, but like I never wanted to be a byproduct of other people's decisions. I didn't want to be seen that way. I didn't want to be defined that way. I didn't want to believe that about myself. So I just like... Grit and bear it, and I'm fine. i told you good, know, good. yeah, it's That's fine. Good. And I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna break whatever the you know, like the textbook is that I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do, and. Then, you know, you get into therapy and dig it up. You're like, I am the textbook. <laughs> it makes total yeah, sense. Oh How gosh. do you know me so well? Yeah. yeah, but it's also kind of beautiful, like, as you get going to realize, like, oh, no. You know, we, we would go, we would all go to a doctor when we break our arm. I know. We would all go see, you know, an oncologist I if know. we had cancer and, and trust someone in their expertise to I help know. us heal and help us figure out what that looks like. And why, why there's been a stigma around doing that when your heart is broken, why it's hard to go talk to somebody about why it might be broken and how you can heal and if there is a path towards healing. I think it's ignorant. Is, yeah. I mean, and just so sad that there's been shame around it. It's so cool. I, I feel like our generation and younger generations are all starting to blow that up. And that's so beautiful. But yeah, but. it's, it's, it's hard.
0: I mean, I think, th- but I do think there's, there's healing for other people when you start to talk about it. And so mm-hmm. God bless your friend who said, Hey, yeah. I've been going and seeing her. And that was yeah. a big step for me. And that might be helpful for you because if she wouldn't have said that so true. you may have not been encouraged to go. So, true. so what exactly did you uncover? So maybe we can start off with like what mm-hmm. your childhood looked like your early childhood years.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. Well, let's rewind. No, let's do it. <laughs> um, Yeah. So Because this will all matter. Um, I'll just start at the very beginning. That's a great idea. Is that okay? (laughs) That's perfect. Okay, you were born. I was. I was born. Very good. Hollywood, California. Thank you. In Hollywood. I know. If you couldn't tell. (laughs) Okay. I like it on the Sunset Strip. He actually, it was on Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital. Okay, household. and I'm psychic. I know. Perfect. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. okay. Anyways, that was the most – we can edit that out, right? Okay, so <laughs> –
0: No, we are not editing that. That's good stuff right there. Oh, gosh.
1: Um, yeah, so I – my mom and biological father, to keep things straight as the story goes, yes. his name's Dan. Um. When my mom found out she was pregnant with me, they ended up – she was already – uh well along in her pregnancy. She was like five months pregnant. Okay. Um bless her. And so <laughs> man, she had an easy pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. I knew the minute I was pregnant. I
0: was like already 40 pounds yeah. overweight and nauseous <laughs> as I'll get out. I knew I was pregnant.
1: Oh I mean she was 22 and I had you. a lot happen. Yep. And so she figured it out. Um they decided they would go to Vegas and um you know like Elo? do the thing. So yeah, so they did that right before I was born. They had me um and the thing was, is they kind of, their relationship, a lot of it was formed over partying and that sort of thing. And so my mom, upon learning she was pregnant, she really cleaned it up. Okay. And Dan d- d- didn't quite figure out how to do that. And so they got was married. Dan? He's, I think he's three years older than her. So okay. he would have been like 25, okay. 26-ish. Okay. Um, and he always really struggled with drugs, and so they got divorced when I was two. Officially, they pretty much separated after I was born. Okay. Um, but he most of my life until recent years has really battled drug addiction and mm. had a lot and of things you, that happened with it, too, in and out honey. of jail. And of course, That's of right. course, yeah. And so I, um, I always knew him growing up. It wasn't like I never knew who he was, but I but I never lived with him okay. and sometimes years would go by without seeing him. So I wasn't, I wasn't close to him, but I always loved him. Right. Um, a lot. Like I didn't have that uh, resentment towards him for not being there. I had a lot of, um, a lot of care and longing mm-hmm. instead. And so there was a deep sadness that he wasn't a part of my life, but, um, I, I know, have, my mom, was he a kind man? He was he kind so man? kind and, and, uh, maybe even aired on that side because he would always promise the moon and I I believed him. And mm-hmm. I think when he would promise it, he really, he really meant it in mm. the moment, but he never was able to, to deliver fall, yeah. even on the like tiniest thing. So there's a lot of heartbreak around that because I always, I mean, it was like magic being around him and it was mm. so few and far between. But my mom always told me way before I could ever understand what drugs were or had any kind of understanding of that, she would say, Um, You know, Dan is, he's not here because he's sick. It's not because he doesn't love you. Mm. And his sickness is the thing that's getting in the way from him showing you how much he loves you, but he does love you. Wow, that's wisdom from your mom. I mean, can you imagine... Like, she had every right to be like, that guy! Was like, anything she yeah. wanted to, to say, and she didn't. And, wow. Um, and I think that always cultivated in me a compassion for him instead of an anger
0: towards him. That's a beautiful lesson, actually, as a parent, is how we can form the memories for our children Absolutely. in traumatic and really hard experiences by having words and being careful with how we kind of explain these things to our kids they have an opportunity to not be scared or afraid or angry they have an opportunity to actually
1: ca- still love yeah yeah and I mean and there was still heartbreak in that and I think it's still I can't imagine how upset she would have been watching my heartbreak at times um, and so at times she she intervened and she would intercept phone calls or cards he would send because they would promise he would come to my birthday party and too many times of that not happening she you know she stopped wow. telling me that's what he was saying right. um, or stopped letting him talk to me if he was about to promise that, you know, so I think she did everything she could to walk that line the best she could. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so that was my experience with Dan, most of, most of my childhood and adolescence, teenage years. Um, but my mom, she got remarried when I was almost six. Okay. And he, um, and, I hate the term stepdad because he was never my stepdad. He was my dad all okay. along. I met him when I was four and he just loved me. Even when he proposed to my mom, he told her that he, he couldn't imagine his life without my mom or without me. Mm-hmm. And that was probably how my mom felt like why she, why she felt good about saying yes to this yeah. person. Cause he didn't want to just come in and be an outsider. Um, he really took you as his child. He did. Really yeah. Sweet. Did yeah. they have any kids together? Yeah, I have, um, I have a sister and two brothers with them. Um, So I'm obviously the oldest, but yeah, also my, so I call him my dad, my dad. He adopted me officially when I was eight. And so my last name is now Wilson because of his, it was Adib before that, Dan Syrian. So it was Melody Joy Adib. Now it's Melody Joy Wilson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and he's, he's always been, he's always been my dad. He was the one that showed up to the games totally. and the rehearsals yeah, and the Yeah, he taught me how to drive and, the- and ride a bike and yeah. go karting and, you know, like, and I don't think we were ever still like emotionally super close, but that presence, that like mm. figure and the constant was always really helpful. And so for a long time, my story, I always felt like was one of redemption. Like yeah. how lucky was I? I had the second dad and... Like nobody deserved that, but I but how grateful was I that I got to have this family experience and this dad and right. rather than um, living like with this. Yeah, just, just me and my mom and yeah. and not, not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Like my mom no, is so like, powerful having to to male see what present, she did before. But yeah. it was really cool to have I just felt really lucky, mm-hmm. um, really grateful. And um and kind of like because of that, that whatever the pain was that was sort of this ongoing dull thing with Dan, Mm -hmm. Um, almost like I was excused from having to deal with whatever the fallout should have been from that or whatever the statistics were Uh from having Uh an addicted parent Uh because I felt like, oh, but... But like I bypass that because I have this dad, right? Um, and I also had a grandpa who was like, I mean, I could talk about my grandpa for hours. He was the best. Is that is super that consistent. Dan? No, or, it's my mom's. Oh, mom's dad.
0: Yeah, dad. And so, uh, wait, what's the new husband's name or your dad's name? Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne's your dad's. name. <laughs> Wayne. Come on. Sorry. Good name and then Dan was your biological <laughs> is your right. biological
1: father. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: For all intents and
1: purposes. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. Um. Bit. Yeah, so then sorry, do you have a question? Well, I was just going to say yeah. so
0: like what how did their marriage look? Was it a healthy marriage because mm-hmm. if your mom, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know about right. all of that, but like I would just assume that it wouldn't be like all butterflies and rainbows, but maybe right. for you because you were a child it looked like
1: that. It's so interesting you say that because like that's super insightful and only something I'm like recently mm. able to put words to. Yeah. Um they ended up getting divorced when I was in college. Okay. And to me, it came as a blow and a shock. Okay. Um, but looking back, it wasn't a shock because it was this okay. fairy tale marriage. It wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. Um, but for it never you was as a child. It but was fantasy
0: me, because you finally got totally. Yeah.
1: It was it was just I was so lucky here here I had this dad and like, wait, what do you mean? Like we're gonna we're gonna mm. start over, we're gonna lose that again. Like Huh?
0: <laughs> what are you talking about? So how is um, that for you? I mean, I mean, I would assume like even cuz he, you know, that's not your biological father, so right. but the other 3 kids, right. It was their biological father, but
1: Right. And so I was already in college, they were all still at home okay. um when that happened. And so I mean, I pleaded with my parents. I wrote them both these long letters begging them not oh, to get divorced. God. I was so surprised by it. And even my friends at the time who'd like been on family vacation with us They weren't that surprised by it. And I felt like I just must have had blinders on because I just didn't understand what was so off.
0: Or heart rate. Yeah, what wasn't working. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I didn't, I really didn't get it. Um, And yeah, so when they got divorced, I felt like, well, like it really rocked me. Like, wait, am I getting divorced too? Because I was kind of a package deal in this whole thing. Like, do I have to change my last name again? Are you still my dad? And, and he... And that's not about him. That was about all of right. my internal thoughts because he was vocal about, of course, you're still my daughter. Of course, I'll still be. Oh here. my gosh, that is so hard. <laughs> yeah, I just want to cry. It's like so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but and you know, no people get divorced. There's you can never say there's all one side. No matter no, no, what no, no, it is, no. right? There's two people. Um, but I felt so upset with him. Like it was his more fault. his fault than my mom's at the time, and. Now as an older adult, I'm like, ah, they both have whatever they they have. But, um, is that when you went to Nashville? So a a little bit after that. Yeah.
0: You needed to just get a
1: break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so that was when my aunt and uncle in Nashville who are like two of the greatest humans on Mm. planet earth. They're actually, my aunt in Nashville is Dan's sister. And so even though I was never close to Dan growing up, she was always this like really beautiful bridge into my life, but still kind of connected me to the Adib family because otherwise I'd never really connected that's that awesome. much with them. Um, and yeah, so she was always this like really deep soul who I wouldn't talk to very often, but when we did, we would just dive down. And, and that's so lovely that they yeah,
0: connected you. Yeah.
1: And they brought me out there. And then my uncle, like who I didn't know that well till I got there, he was like this other father figure and the best of ways who just wanted, they just wanted to like love on me. When I first moved out to there, there I lived with roommates and Um, ended up shortly after moving in with them and my two younger cousins. And it was like this year of living with a family and not a perfect family, but a really loving, wonderful family. Which I think is what
0: all human beings want is to be a part of something that's special and full of love and safe, you know? Yeah. Um, so then you end up coming here, the boyfriend breaks up with you, (laughs) you're having this hard time, you're in therapy and what happens,
1: yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> the therapy ends up being this like really cool process for me of really being able to kind of examine all of this and recognize even just patterns and dating that I'd had and mm. and who did you end up dating? Of, well, I d- for a long time, from the time I was like thirteen until like on and off until twenty three with a lot of years off in between, there was this one guy that I was just at the time I would have said in love with, mm. like, Um, who was older than me, who battled addiction in his own ways, Mm -hmm. who made me Mm -hmm. feel like a million dollars when I was in front of him and like trash when I wasn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) and mirrored a lot of what I'd experienced with. Isn't that interesting how we do that? Totally. It's so
0: unconscious and yet we do it. We we literally live in the same patterns that we're trying to get away from because it's so unconscious. Totally. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Comple- crazy. Yeah,
1: completely. So, I mean, that took up so much of my like emotional heart space for all those years. And I, and people would like draw parallels to Dan during that time and be like, you guys are out of yeah. your mind. They're nothing alike, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um. And then, you know, way after that relationship had ended when I was in kind of therapy looking at, my life I was like oh the my... parallels between the boyfriend and your brand, right yeah and then and then the relationship the different the next relationship that had kind of when that broke up that was the mm-hmm. one that took me to therapy it wasn't the first one um that one didn't have as many parallels with Dan but the feeling of abandonment and rejection when that one ended mm. that's that's really what that was about and even with my parents divorcing and and I think with with how heartbroken I was, it had, you know, there was just a lot of healing to happen in that. I mean, even,
0: I mean, it just makes it more complicated because Mm -hmm. he was your adopted father. Right. right? I mean, but it doesn't mean it's any less painful or any more painful. I mean, divorce is painful.
1: Yeah. For everybody. And this is, I mean,
0: and this speaks to everybody. I mean, what is it? Half the marriages don't ever don't stick. So these, there's, there's so many kids out here that have come from divorce parents. And you know what, if we're being honest, there are times when I think divorce is necessary when there's, yeah. Uh, issues yeah. that are unsafe or yeah. abusive, that it's time to to Full, move on.
1: Fully agree. That's um, the most loving thing sometimes times you can do for your it children. It would have been nice if my but, parents would have gotten divorced because yeah, yeah. that
0: could have been, that would have been a positive thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just, I love that you're sharing about this as um, a child with her parents that got divorced as an adult, because I think that that's. I think some. Uh, I think a lot of parents stay together for the kids, you know, and then the kids grow up, and then they think,
1: right, this is the time, right. And it's interesting because I'm so much older than my siblings. Like my my. Oh, so my sister point. is seven and a half years younger. My brother's ten. I have another brother who's seventeen years younger than me. who was born when I was a senior in high school. That's how old I, is he? He's he's eighteen now. Oh, there's <laughs> he's that my little baby. But like, do the math. I can't. Okay, <laughs> no, um, Yeah, I'm, so I'm like still twenty six. <laughs> that's but like, how I feel. <laughs> that they um those. I mean I just like adore all of them so much but I'm very much the big sister slash like junior mom or something in their life because I had a very different childhood than any Absolutely. of them did like yeah. one starting with a our mom was a single mom when i like was first in this world and then i had yeah, this you like, had, whole other thing well, with know, like having a whole family in unit and theirs was either broken in the middle or my youngest brother like he never even knew that well so, cr- you know so different that's also
0: interesting to s- to point out because each child has a very different relationship and a very different memory of their parents because their parents are different people right I mean, yeah. I'm a different mom to Addie than I am to Bennett. I just am because I'm growing. I'm different. Maybe the circumstances right. of my life, and that's like not
1: good I'm or bad. But it's also because good. they're different, right? You don't have two robots. You have two two human children. And, and children are very different. You're going right? to interact just like you totally. and I have a different friendship than you and your other friend. That's, that's right. not because you're not the same. That's, that's because right. we're not the same. Yeah, like totally. Right? So totally, it makes sense. But it was also, you know, that's also just its own layer. To um, all of it. I, I I just remember. You know, so then your story kind of gets
0: more, more kind of intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, if it couldn't already be so kind of complex, it becomes more complicated. I remember you coming mm-hmm. to my house one day and saying, "Jen, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> like after all of this, like kind of digging into Dan and how his his addiction, you know, uh, impacted my life and a single mom and this and that, and then being adopted, like." you got to hear this part because this is rocking my world. So,
1: So then, I mean, and prior to that, I feel like (laughs) I'd had a few years of kind of finding my rhythm, definitely not arriving, but sort of figuring out more who I was and getting, being like on the road to appreciating some of what was coming out of the therapy. Yeah. Yeah, And feeling like, okay, like I got a handle on this. And then, well, and then life
0: happens because this is how it
1: goes. Totally. So then, um, I was given 23 Me as a Christmas gift one year from people I worked with. and You can get a good deal on Amazon during yep. Christmas time on 23andMe. Yes, yes. I, I still have a
0: box in my cupboard that I haven't taken
1: for some reason. I wonder why I should. Well, girl, I'm here for you. Okay. So, <laughs> you just call me when you're ready. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I took it, and I thought it was going to be cool because – um to maybe connect me a little bit more with Dan's side of the family, yeah. like my, he's Syrian and Spanish. And so it's some of those roots. And then also my mom's adopted. And now we know her biological mom and that side of the family. That's been really cool and beautiful, but we don't really know anything about her father's side. And so she thought, well, this will be cool. People always ask me what I am, you know, like a past is white, but people still always ask me as like, what, what are you? Yeah, you're and like, I don't, I don't I, know. Yeah. Brown hair, brown eyes, olive skin, like, yeah. you know, whatever part of the world I'm in, people speak to me in that language usually, which That's is like always Jeremy interesting. Yeah. They always speak Spanish. She's like,
0: I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. <laughs> here
1: people, here Spanish speakers speak to me in Spanish. Or when I've been in Arab speaking countries, they speak Arab. When I've been in Italy, they speak Italian. And it's, yeah. Um, yeah. So all that said, I'm like, oh, well, this will be interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, I took it and some of the stuff didn't come back like I was expecting. Like Syria didn't come back. like, my grandpa was Syrian. I like, you know, yeah, like- <laughs> and my great grandmother, who I knew for a long time before she passed, she's Syrian, moved here when she was 14. Like, I, huh. Um, okay. So it's showing. So my, but- okay. Well, that's weird. But it said I had a lot of um, Balkan in me. And at the time, so I'm Googling like what's Balkan, what countries make up the Balkans. Um, (laughs) Right, right. And they're all, to be fair, like a lot of Mediterranean-ish countries that are right right near Syria. So I'm like, okay, so maybe they just had bad record keeping and my great grandparents migrated from Syria Mm -hmm. to one of these other countries and just thought they were Syrian, you know? So you kind of come up with a story that makes sense. And that was it. I had no, no reason to ever think anything other than that. So I left it alone. And about a year later, my brother, Zach, um, so, so from my mom and Wayne, Zach, he took 23 and me. Okay. And I was like, oh, cool. Aren't these tests supposed to like know if if you're related to someone else who takes the test? Yes. You have like a profile, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So. I was like, I want to see if it knows, like without us telling it that mm-hmm. we're brother or sister, mm-hmm. like if it knows, or technically, I don't call them half siblings, but technically, yes. you know, if we're half siblings. So I signed back in and I ended up finding out this whole piece of the profile that I totally missed in the beginning. Um, and it was called DNA Family Relatives. And so to just give you a little overview, so this makes sense. When you, so when you take these tests, in mm-hmm. case you don't know, you spit in a tube, like put all your saliva in this tube, you mail it into this lab Great. and they analyze it or whatever. Perfect. And from your spit, they can tell you like what your ethnic makeup is. And they can also connect you to anyone else who you share a, the smallest percentage of DNA with who's also spit in the tube. So right. Jen, if you and I were fifth cousins so let's spit and we both in spit tubes. in a tube, so like your name would come up on my list, you know? I better start spitting. Maybe. <laughs> right. maybe, that's, maybe that's happening. <laughs> spitting seems like inappropriate release here. Mm -hmm. So, so I, um, so I find this profile and it, it says I have over 1100 people that I'm related to. I'm like, huh? Just who, just who've taken 23 and me. So what, which is insane. Okay. And it orders them from the most DNA percentage you share to the least. Okay. And based on the percentage of DNA you share, it predicts your relationship. Right. So the top of the list says my brother Zach Wilson, and we share approximately twenty five percent DNA. And then there's the prediction. The prediction's just coming from an algorithm. That's right. And so the prediction says, which I don't understand any of this at first. It says uh, predicts he's my nephew. I was like, what the hell. I remember when my mom was pregnant with Zach. How's he my nephew? Is my mom my sister? Like, who's lying to me? What's going on? Um, And I was, you know, very confused about all this. Um, And then I started digging into it more and realized, like, no, actually, with with 25% DNA, there's only several options that it can be. Okay. So 25%, it's aunt, uncles to niece, nephews, Mm -hmm. half siblings, and grandparents to grandchildren. Okay. And that's it. After 25%, if you go up from there, the next, you jump all the way up to 50 and that's parent to child or full sibling to full sibling. Okay. Or you go down to first cousins, which is like at most like 12 and percent or something and, and even a lot below that. So there's like nothing else anywhere close to the range of 25. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, so I'm almost 10 years older than Zach. So of course maybe statistically I'm more likely to be his aunt. Okay, is. all the so, things going through So it's your head. fine. Mm-hmm. So they, it got the prediction wrong. No big deal. Phew. my mom's not my sister. Okay, we're cool. <laughs> you Lord. know, thank everybody. Yeah. So so I'm cool. But then I noticed there's two other names below his um, and it predicts that one of them is also, well, sorry, two other names. Both of them are, are about 25% and one it predicts is my half-brother and one is my... Um, is my uncle. And I'm like, well, I've never heard of these people. And they share the same last name. And who are they like? Okay. And because it predicted Zach wrong. And at this point, I didn't fully understand the 25% thing. I'm thinking like, Oh, my mom's adopted. So maybe they happen to be distant cousins on that side of the family or Something. These are all very plausible. I, I'm kind of with all. I mean, these are
0: great excuses. I love right
1: them. when when you have no reason to doubt what you think your narrative is. Like, it's wild how you come up with theories to fit it. You know,
0: isn't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, that's called, den- I mean, that's denial at its finest, right? I mean, like, <laughs> nope, I'm a mermaid. I believe I'm a mermaid. I've been told right. I'm, a, I'm a mermaid, you know, like. Fully breathe underwater, Like, come me. on, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then one yeah. day, right? you know, you're not a mermaid, right. you know? Like, what's happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this is a very long story, but <laughs> to, uh, to kind of get to the point is I end up after a lot of, like, I had three days basically of being, like. Nancy Drew. (laughs) Right. You are. (laughs) Encyclopedia. I'm like, Google. I'm looking up birth records in the state of California and all these places. Like I'm trying to figure out what is going on. Initially I was like, okay, well it makes sense that Dan could maybe have another child that he doesn't even know about that's out there. And that's how I have this brother. Okay. But how could he also have this person that's old enough to be an uncle that would be his brother. And they have the same last name. Like could also make sense that like maybe my Grammy or Grampy like, Had some secret child, which they didn't, but, you know, and they've passed away now, but maybe that's what's coming out, but they wouldn't both share the same last name, right? Like he wouldn't have a brother and a son (laughs) that have the same last name. So anyway, I kept digging and digging and ended up discovering in all of that, that um, Dan, after all of this is not my biological father. It was a man named Jimmy (laughs) who who I'd never heard of.
0: So, your whole life, you believe that Dan, this drug addict man who's supposedly your dad, just can't get it together. And that's why he's not a part of your life. And so, you believe you are the daughter of a drug addict mm-hmm. and a single mom. Mm-hmm. And you're so excited that you are finally adopted into this more, I guess, higher functioning family. And then, as an adult, you realize that this whole time you believed you were the daughter of a drug addict. You really weren't the daughter of a drug addict. Absolutely, that's wild. It was that's the mermaid thing. You're actually not. Like, like wait, wait what? what? What?
1: But you've been behaving as though you were a child. Oh yeah. I mean, the guys I've the guys I've dated, right. the therapy I've done, the narrative I've been telling myself right. is I've I've been abandoned, and mm-hmm. there's addiction in my family, and I need to be really careful, and I better never smoke a cigarette because I'll be hooked on crack by the end of the day. Like, you know, Um, like all kinds of, all kinds of things that have been my story about my reality that just haven't actually been based on the truth. And, and I also want to say that, that Dan at this time that I'd figured it out for probably like, well, I don't know, several years leading up until this, it'd been the most beautiful relationship I'd had with Dan ever. And like, it was still messy. It still wasn't perfect. Like he was still figuring stuff out. And yet, he, and yet to my understanding, it's like the cleanest he's ever been. Okay. And we were forging this relationship where it was the most frequent contact we ever had, where he was just trying so hard. And when we would get together, you know, like six months would have gone by and he would have collected all these little like trinkets for me, like this treasure trove of little mm. presents and be so excited to give them to me. And they'd be like, like just kind of the silliest, funniest yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but they meant so much because he, he thought, was he so yeah. excited and he was so proud of me and so grateful that we had this relationship. And so for me, it felt like so many answers to so many prayers growing up that, that I finally like realized. And even though he wasn't a dad in the sense that like I wanted him to be when I was little, I was still so grateful for him and just felt like how special that we could have this relationship. And so to now find out, that find out, are you kidding me? Like, like it's not even him. It just felt like a cruel joke. Like, do you know all the therapy I've been through and all the heartbreak and all the like, working hard to salvage this relationship and now I got to go and find now I have it and now it's like not even like the thing right and now it's <laughs> like
0: well now you're now you now here's your choice like now yeah. what do you do right do you go find this Jimmy guy right like do you tell Dan do you right
1: crawl under a rock <sighs> and hope it goes away <laughs> totally yeah I I mean I I ended up sitting on it for like six months I didn't know what to do Um, I was convinced I'd like found enough information to put the whole puzzle together and I knew who it was and I knew who it wasn't at this point. And then I just sat on it because I, I felt like, okay, well, this Jimmy, what I had found out about him based on my very impressive Google (laughs) stalking was that he was married with a family and they didn't live far. They were in LA and I. I didn't, I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I felt like, I don't want to go, you know, throw this other person's life upside down. I assume he has no idea even I exist. Dan thinks I'm his. My mom thinks I'm Dan's. There's no way this person knows about me. So I didn't know, but I just kind of had it in my head as, you know, kind of spent some time going like, I'm okay. Like, Hmm. I'm okay. Okay. I know who I am, regardless of who any of my parents are or aren't. That's right. Like this is who I am. And so if I end up meeting this person and he's horrible or he wants nothing to do with me. Well, I guess you know what that I'll is okay. a fear,
0: right? Like what if he is totally. like
1: a crazy person?
0: What if he wants what if he's mean? What I mean, those, I mean, right. So,
1: yeah, there's, there's so many things. And I, I, so I think I got to a point of going, you know, I don't need to figure any of that out now. I just need to kind of like absorb this for myself Mm because it was a pretty like, you know, bomb exploding experience. Um, And as it was settling though, I did feel like, you know, I'm going to be okay, whatever it is. Like I am okay. I'm going to be okay. I know who I am. If I meet this Jimmy guy one day and he's awful, I'm still going to be okay, you know. Yeah. And best case scenario, he's cool and he does want to meet, and we have a cool conversation. Like, well, won't that be interesting? You know what and I find interesting? I left it there. I find in- it interesting in
0: in terms of timing, mm-hmm. like the timing yeah, in your life that you would find this out. Yes, yeah, thirty three. But like you were at a different place emotionally. Like, I don't yeah. know if you would have been able to handle that kind of thing 10 years ago. Absolutely. Or yeah. if you would have been able to sit on it for six months, you know, right. kind of like putting things in check, having people to like support and rally around you, like your therapist or whoever, like, I just feel like that it was a blessing that it came Absolutely. at that time Yeah. Um, where you finally had peace with Dan. Yeah peace with Wayne and now Jimmy now
1: it's like okay now I can handle this I fully fully agree and I think when I first found out it felt the opposite felt like the timing was cruel mm-hmm. um it, even because like now Dan and I were in this like beautiful spot um or the most beautiful I'd ever known with mm-hmm. him you know and it, so it felt like wait and am I gonna lose that now yeah. like are you kidding me um but I think to your point, it is really cool because I don't know at seventeen how I would have,
0: or, uh, you know, handled any of it.
1: Or if your
0: um, relationship with Dan wasn't
1: as good, right? That
0: right. you're in a really bad spot with Dan.
1: Yeah, I mean that would have been hard too. Uh, yeah, it really would have. Or uh, yeah, and now I mean, I'm so I'm so grateful for Dan and all the all the ways that I do feel formed by him, even though mm-hmm. come to find out he wasn't my biological father. That I. Like I don't want to trade those pieces of myself, and I'm really glad I didn't find out about this at a time that maybe I would have said, "Okay, well, F it." Like, yeah, then I'm all, then bye, yeah, and, you <laughs> that, know, no. But that's yeah. wisdom. I think that's really
0: wise. I think it's great. I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think that that adds to your story. So, did you exactly. ever end up like
1: reaching out to Jimmy? Yeah. So I, like I said, about six months in, okay. I got an email one night from my uncle, Jimmy's brother, the person who had showed up on my 23 and me. And so he saw me on his twenty three at me at this point. Okay, and and he's a doctor, which means he didn't doubt any of it right away. He understood the science behind all of it much okay. faster than I did, Right. Um, and he knew immediately the only the only possible way I was his niece was if I was his brother's um, daughter. Wow. And so he reached out to me and sent me um, sent me a, a really kind email or message through okay twenty three andme me and just said, "Hey, Melody, I." I think of my uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I realized how we're connected. And have you reached out to anybody yet? I'm here for you. However, I can help <sighs> you. It's like, huh? That is so nice. And gave me his information and you know, if I wanted to contact him. So we ended up emailing. Okay. Um you tell your mom? At this point I hadn't yet. Okay. Uh this is, so we can come back to that. At this point I hadn't yet. I I was convinced this whole time that my mom was convinced I was danced, that there's no way my mom would have pushed any of this story along or allowed for any of the story to unfold the way it did. And she was a hundred percent convinced I was Dan. So I always knew she didn't know. And also like right the timing of kind of our relationship at the time, I just felt like right now I don't want to bring it up to her. I just want to, I just want to figure this out. This is so heavy. I'm just like (laughs) trying to put myself in your shoes. Like that's a lot. That's a traumatic event in itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. I mean, I'm great. I had a really supportive boyfriend and friends at the time that were all just really, I mean, let me kind of lean on them. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, that's how you, that's how you get through anything is mm-hmm. good. Good people. That's know? right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, you didn't talk to your mom yet.
0: You just to continue mom. to talk to your uncle. Yeah. So,
1: and actually it was all the same day. So we emailed back and forth a little bit. And that night he, I had given him my number and said, well, "Yeah, we can chat on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he called me and it was like somebody had drafted a script for him of all the perfect best things to say. Okay. Not in a not in a fake way at all, mm-hmm. in just the most genuine, like incredible unexpected way. And the first thing he said when I answered the phone was, "Hi Melody." He's like, "I just he's like before we start talking, he's like, "I just want you to know that I called my brother today, your biological father. <laughs> And I told him about you. He didn't know you existed. Mm. And he thinks this is the best news in the world. He's so excited. There's only boys in our family. And he just kept saying, oh, my gosh, I've always wanted a daughter. I can't believe this. This is amazing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. I was like, what? That is the (laughs) sweetest. Like,
0: what? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it was really cool. (laughs) He's a good man. (laughs) Yeah, really i mean that floored me he's like so i want you to know that first of all that he's like that our whole family's excited about you oh my god <laughs> like, okay he's like can i also just want to acknowledge that you know we know you're 33 year old woman and you've had a lot of life and family and parents and we just want to respect that and honor <laughs> that and go at whatever pace you need and nobody wants to step on anybody's toes here but but all of our hearts are open to you. That and is so the sweetest. However, thing. we can be here for you and help you figure it out, like we're here for that. And yeah. So, so there like are good people. Yeah. There are like good people. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy Isn't when that you- unbelievable. I know. You just I'm- think like some people's hearts are just like primed that at any given moment they could find out life altering information and respond in that way. Like
0: what? that's amazing that's divine <laughs> and incredible. powerful yeah
1: it's incredible and so far beyond anything I had ever I mean I never even like tried to picture any of that it was just it's either going to be horrible or a best case scenario it'll be okay like there right. was never something which beyond. is
0: kind of how you lived as a
1: child <laughs> totally. is it's either going to be horrible
0: or no, just prepare, okay prepare,
1: prepare. <laughs> that's right. yeah or yeah
0: yeah okay exactly. so
1: so you, did you continue speaking to him? So on we the talked phone? for I don't know a little bit that night, and then he was like, "Okay, is it okay if I give your number to my brother?" And I was like, "Well, I was like, just so you know, like I've had I've had six months, so I'm okay with it. But is he okay with it? Because you just talked to him this afternoon. Like he probably hasn't even had six hours, mm-hmm. and you know, um, if he needs time, that's fine. <laughs> and my sweet brand new uncle." said he's like you know melody he's like I don't mean to overstep my my bounds here but he's like if I might interject it almost sounds as if (laughs) he's like as if maybe you've been managing other adults in your life for a while and I just don't want you to worry about that here you don't need to worry about Jimmy do you are you okay with him calling you because Jimmy can worry about himself like and if you're okay with it he's like I know my brother and I know if I give him your number it's not going to be thirty seconds before he wants to call you. What kind of doctor is this guy? Right, I know, I know,
0: I know. He, that yeah. is exactly what you say. Yeah.
1: Yes,
0: you do not like, need to huh? worry about him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the looking parent. at the phone like, do you? Oh my gosh, this guy. <laughs> Very. Can I be Sarah. friends with
1: him? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's great too. Oh my gosh. They're all great. Amazing. Okay, yeah. so did Jimmy call you? So yeah. So we, I hung up with Dennis and. Um, less than 10 minutes later, my phone rings and it's Jimmy and his wife, who is also like this angel superhuman being. And they're both on the phone on speakerphone (laughs) and we all just start crying. (laughs) He's like, I'm just so excited. He's like, this is one of the best days of my life. This was now almost going on two years, like April 10th, 2018. This will go down as one of the best days of my whole life. I can't, I can't even believe this. And they just, and she, she just kept chiming in like, Oh honey, we're so happy. She's like, we just finished our guest bedroom and you can come stay here whenever you want. Like she's chiming in and he's, he says, reiterates a lot of what his brother said. and was just like, you know, we can't imagine what it's like to be in your shoes, but our hearts are wide open. Our doors are wide open. Our life is wide open and whatever pace you want to take this, we just can't wait to get to know you and, and bring you in like your family. So. <sighs> I mean, oh, but okay. How old are their I kids? Know. Like <laughs> how, how old are their kids? Well, it gets, gets slightly more confusing. And so Jimmy and his wife, Marisa, yeah. they have two, uh, two sons together. So that's, um, Demetrius and Alexander. Okay. Um, and they are, oh gosh, I think now they're 13 and 14 okay. going on 14 and 15. Um, they're yeah, they're the best. So I have these like two really young brothers that are just Rad. so cute and fun. Yeah. Um, and then actually years ago, Jimmy's brother Dennis, and um when he was trying to start a family, he I don't know any of the details, and not that they're any of my business, but I know that they they couldn't have them biologically, he and his wife at the time, and so Jimmy ended up donating his sperm. <laughs> So Dennis has two sons that are his sons, but technically Jimmy's biological sons, right? jimmy's a giver <laughs> right right Marisa right. made a jimmy, joke she's like i always knew this might happen this is th- jimmy, yeah, he, jimmy he knows oh, what he's jimmy. got jimmy's working with a lot he's got a lot jimmy's of generous yes though. he's so very generous, generous in his in all the ways giving yeah but so that was that was cool too right you have this family that is like trying to figure out what to do about even just them having fertility whatever their stuff was and have a brother that steps in and and then also never expects to be treated like more than you know than an uncle but has a good relationship with his nephews okay hold on so who are technically my my half brothers so jimmy and his wife they're
0: um they got married and they're this it's their first marriage both of
1: them yes so they are they got married and have been married and yeah So yeah, and Marisa has a son from a previous relationship that Jimmy is has always been like a dad to that son too, Um, which is cool. Even and that um, so that brother he has a dad also, but he's sweet too. So I I somehow in this got counting him, including him. I have five new brothers, right? Oh my god, five new brothers, one new dad, one uncle, one aunt. A little Greek grandmother. So I'm oh. Greek, apparently, at the end of the day. I'm not Syrian. <laughs> I mean, I feel like now I'm, I'm just going to claim all the things for the rest of my life. I'm um, all of it. My last name um, would have been Evangelitos. Okay. Very Greek-sounding.
0: Okay. So, um but we're gonna stick with Wilson because Wilson well, he, is, Wayne was there. Yeah, he, Wilson is what it is. How did Wayne yeah. feel about this? Wait, how did
1: everybody? Wait, yeah. Okay, so then, so wait, <laughs> did you you end up meeting? Yeah. So so we speak up on the night. It's beautiful. Five days later, my boyfriend at the time and my brother Zach, uh, they they were the best, and they went with me over to his house. Okay, um, and. I don't know if you end up putting this on like a video or YouTube or whatever, if it's possible, I can like give you a video of us meeting. Cause it was really cool. Um, I love that you taped it. <laughs> yeah, but we taped it. Um, and yeah, so we went over to their house and I met two of my brothers that day. Um, actually I met three of my brothers that day. Maurice's son was there too. And so we all just kind of hung out the house for a little bit. And then just the adults went to, um, My brother Wes and uh, Marisa and Jimmy, the five of us, went out to dinner that night, and we just shut the place down. We were there, (laughs) you know, for hours, Uh, just pouring wine and talking and mm -hmm. talking and talking, and it was so fun. And they were just—I mean, it—it just blew my mind, and in all the ways that that could Jimmy remember, like did Jimmy? Jimmy didn't really remember my mom, and um, we'll get to my mom, but she didn't remember him either. So. I mean, it's not wild. It's just like, well, guys, you created me, so thanks. Here there I am. was a moment where <laughs> right we're connected, here. yeah. And people keep asking me, they're like, "So have they met yet?" I'm like, "Oh, well, they met, you guys. It just they just right. They just never don't re-met. remember. Yeah, they haven't re met. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. So then, did you tell who? Did you tell? Um. So you told so, your brother. Yeah. So my so Zach. my brother knew Zach. Um and. And you know, some, some of my close friends, but knew I mean, at that like, point. but then I Dan, finally, mom Wayne, yeah. So now that I had met Jimmy and it turned into this whole like beautiful story, mm-hmm. I called my mom. <laughs> I was okay. like, Okay, mom, like, let's get lunch, sit down. <laughs> we need to meet up. So yeah. we did. Um, she still lives in LA, everybody is pretty much in LA. Um, and so I went up there and we, uh, we went out to lunch, and I knew she just knew something was was up, like
0: significant
1: was that significant um I think she thought I was either gonna say I eloped or I was dying or you know like something like crazy yeah and yet whatever she was prepared for it wasn't this right (laughs) so so we're sitting at this restaurant and I was like so mom um do you know what 23andMe is those like genetic tests Mm -hmm. and she's like oh yeah, yeah I was like yeah I was like um, I was like, well, I took one, you know, someone gave it to me I wasn't even trying to take it on my own um, And I was like, I thought it would be kind of cool You know, you're adopted and Dan's mm-hmm, family And, mm-hmm, you know, and she's mm-hmm. like, okay I was like, well, what I ended up finding out She's like, uh-huh It's like, is that Dan is not my biological father
0: <laughs> What'd she say?
1: <laughs> I mean, she was I don't think I've ever seen that expression on anyone before or since Like <laughs> So shocked and disbelief and confusion and just what are, you, what are you saying like yes he is like what are you even talking about um and, and I was like well I was like I'll I will fill in all the details for you of like how she's like are you sure what do you mean oh my gosh I was like I can explain all of it I was like but I just you to know the end of the story is that I met the person who it actually is and he's wonderful mm-hmm. and he's so excited and it's a good thing and I'm okay. And even if he wasn't, I'm still okay. Like, I'm not going off the rails here. How is she? We're okay. So she's crying okay. and she's like, I can't believe we did this in a public place. Oh, <laughs> I was, like, well, you're like, I don't I was know. like, I had to do it in a public place. Imagine if we weren't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, she just at this point just kept saying, Oh my gosh, Melody, I'm so sorry. I'm oh, so she sorry. She felt the shame all the years of the things you've experienced oh. because of Dan, she's like, are you sure? She just kept going back to the, how is this possible? And I said, no mom, it's okay. Like you just need to know. It's like, it's really easy for me to forgive 22 year old you. Like yeah, that girl was doing the best she could and had a lot that she was up against at the time. And I fully know that like this, that you thought this was true too. Yeah. You're, it's, yeah. So it's that, that's a okay. very <laughs> uh,
0: nice thing to do that you didn't have to do because, you know, in terms yeah. of parent and child relationships,
1: but that was very generous and loving. Thank you. It's it also, it does feel like, I mean, all of us, right? Most of us are doing the best we can with what we've been dealt, you know? And there's times that we all like, you know, maybe phone it in and don't do the best we can. But I think most of us are. I think, you know, your mom's heart, you know? And I think that's different.
0: I think that um, only And only you know
1: that yeah. Because
0: I do There are some people Who have the capability Of doing You're right Much more You're And right. they decide not to <laughs> So I think you know her heart And I think that Yeah That was what you were Absolutely
1: going I I knew my mom There was no way All those years She yeah. could have allowed me To be in that situation If she had a shred of doubt She would have yeah. tried To figure it out And so, she didn't so, did she, so she hasn't met him Since though She hasn't since nope. Yeah No She's, the story still developing and, and I think they both will At some point But it hasn't what about been Dan, yeah. Dan, I was Dan, I was the most afraid of telling because I felt like here's this guy who like he doesn't have any other children, as far as we know. I mean, he should take 23 and me. Everybody take 20. I everybody mean, spit. You can all call me after you take oh it if gosh. any surprises If come anybody up, needs therapy you. from
0: their 23andme <laughs> records, call Mel.
1: I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was just, I was afraid to tell him because I thought, oh my gosh, like is, is this gonna, is this gonna throw him off course again? Like, is this gonna be the thing? That is so much pressure. And I felt like, I, why do I need to, I don't need to tell him I'm okay with him thinking I'm his, his biological daughter for the rest of my life. Like in his life, there's no, why would I take that away from him? Um, and then come to find out Jimmy and Dan and my mom, they're all from Glendale, California. Mm -hmm. And they all have, thanks to Facebook, mutual friends. Okay. So it was like, you know, this has turned into something so beautiful and a story I wanna be able to share mm. just like I'm doing right mm. now. And I don't wanna fe- treat it like it's shameful or a secret. I want it to be something that can even be like hopeful and Absolutely. light up a different path for other people. And so given that, I need to tell Dan because Oh, you haven't told him if, yet? no, that was this was my thinking oh, at oh, the time. Oh. That I have like, now. Oh gosh, we better, yeah. better not make no, no, this no. live. No, because I wanted me. because I felt like I don't ever want him to hear any other way, you know, and I don't want to treat this as something that I can't share. Yeah. Um. And so, so I did. Yeah. Um. And I went into that feeling like, okay, I just need to reassure him and tell him I'm not going anywhere. And he'll still always be in my life. And I'll always still consider him like a, a father yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that we're, you know, that just that I love him yeah. and thankful for him. Uh, and so I was like.
0: All prepared. So
1: scared and wanted it to go well. And it was in a way, like, the most parental he's ever been. And that when I told him, the first thing he said was, was, well, well, first he just said, he was really confused and just was like, what? Yeah. Huh? Right. And once he kind of wrapped his head around it, the, like, real first thought he had was like, honey, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I love you. And it was like, he immediately he immediately was he trying to reassure me that he wasn't going anywhere and that our relationship wasn't going to change a, and that he was so proud That was of a growth moment still. for Dan. Yeah. And it was it was so cool because even in that, you know, I'd been trying to make sure yeah. I was going to do what I could to, to take care of him. Yeah. And instead he assumed this like responsibility mm-hmm. that he needed, which was to take care of me in that moment. Yeah. And that was so beautiful. How did Wayne react? <laughs> He really didn't believe it. He was like, What are these DNA tests? No. Like, oh, they're not real. <laughs> That's not, I just, I don't know what you're saying. I don't think this is true. So I really had to convince him for yeah. a while, like, No, Dad, like, it's real. He's yeah. like, but I mean, do these things hold up in a court of law? I was like, Yes. Yes, Dad, Dad, they, DNA. Yes, okay, they do Dad. actually.
0: <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> like, call so, me
1: back when you learn more
0: science. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay, hold on. So,
1: but, but he's been, he's been great too. And so sorry, I should this, say this. No, he's but I mean, I feel like yeah. this
0: really overwhelming, um, like event in your life, like mm-hmm. it could have gone so many different ways mm-hmm. and yet you trusted the process and you were at a place in your life where you were okay mm-hmm. either way. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just feel like it's such a blessing that now you have Three dads. Three. You have three of them. <laughs> Mamma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have three dads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a new mom. Y- yeah. You have you have lots of siblings. Yep. Like you now are I mean, loved by even more people, like that's a real, that's a redemptive story. It's incredible. When you thought your redemption was over and you keep being redeemed, I think that's a beautiful story to share. So is it, listen, with Trent, with 23andMe out there, I'm sure
1: you're not the only one like this is, this is like a thing. Even since taking it, I, and you know, friends of mine knowing my story, I get calls randomly whenever somebody in their world goes through something, um. And I just feel like soon I'll be a diamond dozen. Like there's there's probably a lot of grandmas and grandpas Aye. in our graves these days that thought they took secrets with them before mm-hmm. DNA was a thing. that <laughs> <Aye. laughs> are now all being found out. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. But I think like that's partly what makes me um honored to share because I think my one of my biggest takeaways is this like experiencing of how your heart just it can expand. It has the capacity to love mm. multiplies and your heart gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my world has been demoted mm. or replaced. Like my heart just got bigger and has put more people inside of it. I but see. Dan hasn't been kicked out. My dad mm-hmm. hasn't been kicked out. Like my mom hasn't been, you know, like renegotiated. There's, room for more. there's just room for more. Like love gets bigger. And yeah. And all the only piece of that that I could control was my own. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any say on Jimmy or his wife or his family or his brother, or any of them. And I feel insanely fortunate that they've been the way that they've been. Uh-huh. Um, but I I also feel like, it, you know, right before I found all of this out, about three weeks before I met this girl um, who now has become a really dear friend. And when I met her, she she shared her story with me, which was that she found out her uh, the dad who raised her wasn't actually her dad. Like she it, told you that before before any of this happened to me. Like okay. three weeks before so I found her. That it out. is the
0: power of sharing stories. Yeah. Because she just she just got vulnerable with you yep. and it it gave you a person to go to. Absolutely. That is a beautiful thing. I'm gonna I gotta like shut this, this door really quick.
1: Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. It was this like it felt like this little kind personal present from God that I would get to know this girl. That is so cool. Yeah. She um yeah. And her experience, she just was telling me how beautiful it was. And I remember crying as she was telling it to me. And at the time I didn't have any personal connection to right. her story. Um, I just thought it was so beautiful. And she now had a relationship with her new father, the, the father who raised her had since passed. Um, wow. But the way that she she had processed it all and her, and she had a different situation with her mom, but she forgave her mom and had this cool relationship with her. And I just was so moved by all of it. And I really feel like three weeks later when I, all of my stuff first hit the fan, it was like she had illuminated this whole other path as an option that I can walk with it. Mm. That it didn't have to be bad or or horrible or traumatizing even it could be beautiful mm. and that's not to say there's not room for your feelings of oh my gosh this is insane it could be beautiful that's all real. and hard right. at the same time but she did paint this like hope in it and and so i held on to that even even before jimmy was who jimmy turned out to be mm-hmm. you know that like and the hope wasn't even about about jimmy being so awesome Mm. it was just about like it can be okay like Mm -hmm. i can be okay and my story can still be okay in my life and the way i love people and my world goes like it can be okay and yeah so i feel like she gave that gift to me and i want to keep paying that forward to other people you know what i find
0: is like even like with me just in terms of sharing my story (laughs) stories um you just you you gain more friends yeah. You <laughs> yeah. meaningful friends, Me- really meaningful, not friends <laughs> that are chit-chatting about the weather yeah. or like the latest yeah. TMZ gossip. It's yeah. real friends talking about real things that really matter, that really help people. Right. Like, right. That's, that's, that's why I'm, I'm all about it, you know, yeah. and I'm so proud of you because this could have been a place of shame yeah. where shame makes you hide and, totally, you know, um, and yet you said, No. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm doing it this way, and yeah. I'm gonna be public. And 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 I, I'm just. I'm proud of you. And I think it. I think your story is <laughs> gonna help a lot of people. If there was something Thank that you could say to somebody, if you know who's taking 23andMe and is finding <laughs> out, like what would you say, like to them? Like would you give that? Yeah. Like what? Yeah.
1: Um, well, I would always say that before you take it. And maybe just like take a beat before and just recognize, even if it's not something that directly impacts you, it might be directly impacting a cousin or something else that you Mm. find out about someone else in in your world that like there's just a a responsibility that whether we're looking for it or not suddenly becomes ours. And Mm. so um, just being a little bit more mindful of that, I guess, but also that whatever you find out, like we don't get to control anybody else in it. You know, we don't. We don't get that, but we also don't have to be defined by anybody else in it. So Mm -hmm. whether that person is still alive or not, or an addict or not, or wants everything to do with you or nothing to do with you, like at the end of the day, that actually doesn't have anything to say about who you are. And I think if you can hold on to that, you're in a much better place to to explore, however much you want to explore, and you don't have to explore anything. You can stay in the world that you're in if you want to, but I think there's potential for your world to expand in really beautiful ways um, if you're open to it. And some yeah, you just advice. just one step at a time. Yeah, you know, I, one step at a time. Yeah. You can't you can't rush any of it. You know, so. man. Like if I mean, I'm if
0: I was in that situation, yeah. Offering yourself some grace. Yeah, it's okay Be to kind feel to yourself. Let yourself feel all yeah. the feels. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to your point of not rushing yourself, like take the time you need, pay attention, find your people, find your tribe, find your people and, and give it to them. It's not every, it's not for everybody right away. It's, it's for the people that can help you really hold it. I think anybody that's going through
0: trauma. Okay. Yeah. Find your safe people. Yes. Not all people are safe. Not all good people are safe. Correct.
1: Yeah. Just because
0: they're nice doesn't mean they're safe. Yeah. Find your safe people. Yeah. Tell them, let them help you. Listen yeah. to things like this, find, find, yeah. and you know what? I'm all about the therapy Yeah, because therapy changed my life too. Find a therapist who is in, who is incredibly versed in trauma. They can help you navigate yeah. your feelings. A simple marriage and family therapist or a social license, they're not going to have the tools that you need
1: to get through right. a season right. yeah. that is D- Depending, so right. Well, and you know, what's interesting is I think, um, because I had done quite a few years of therapy prior to mm-hmm. this in a way, it was almost like preventative medicine that like keeps you from getting the disease later, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, like, like I felt like that really did help equip me to, to embrace all of this the way that I did or to walk through it the way I did that, like, even though I, I did see a therapist for a little bit mm-hmm. afterwards, I didn't feel as rattled by it all as maybe I would have, like you said, and I found out when I was 25, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think some of that comes from, from like, doing the work, doing, like, exercising those muscles earlier on. I I remember
0: when I first started seeing my therapist and she called it work. And I was like, (laughs) what are you (laughs) talking about? Mm. This is work. Mm. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. It is hard work. Mm -hmm. And even just changing the patterns of thinking and changing the way that you respond and react to things. I mean, that's what makes you who you are. And I think that that's the beautiful yeah. thing about your story is that you're able, you were able to respond in a different way than you would have w- if you hadn't have yeah. done the work. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. So I'm just so proud of you, Mel. Thank you. Is there Thank anything you. that we,
1: that you want to say before we close yeah, just that I don't I don't want it to appear that it's been all like perfect and easy and beautiful, you know, right. it's still there's still messy pieces and and it's, you know, plenty of like loose ends, but I that's okay too. That's like mm-hmm. real. Yeah. And um and yeah, I I think I'm I'm still grateful to be in a place that feels like really good with it to be able to share about it. Yeah. And I want to encourage people wherever they're at, whether they've got three dads or one or none or whatever like <laughs> there's you know go dad <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's it's cool even just to see the way that um re- redemption comes in so many different forms yeah um and prior to all of this it was my grandpa and then at times it was my uncle and and at other times it's just been groups of friends and i think when you start to see the world and the people around you as Gifts to you—it was just like extra sources of love for you that you get to be loved by and you get to love back. Well, I think that's a. I think that's a point. I think that
0: that's a really good point. Is that that you love and Mm -hmm. that love you back? Mm -hmm. So you have to be two way street.
1: (laughs) And the reason (laughs) that I think
0: that you are able to find these safe people that really love you is because you're a safe person who really loves others. Thanks. And that's, that happens from doing the work. Thanks. Yeah. Right. It really makes a difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So if anybody yeah. watches this or sees this and feels like they want to reach out, is there a oh, way yeah. they could reach out? Like,
1: um, just via Instagram yeah, probably or, Instagram just DM the, you or something? the easiest. Yeah. So. At Mel joy. will. like, Melody Mel Joy Wilson, but Mel, Mel Joy, Joy Will, Will.
0: Okay. W-I-L. Yes. And if you have a story that you want to share or that you feel like you're in a place um, that could bring hope or healing to somebody else, just reach out. You can yeah. DM me, uh, email me, jenblossom.com, or at Gmail, jenblossom at <laughs> gmail.com. And then I have Jen. And it's Jen
1: with two N's. That's two N's.
0: Goodness gracious! I'll probably have a link or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing more powerful than sharing stories, and I've had yeah, a lovely great. time sitting with you. And I'm so blessed by you. Thanks, and I'm Jen. I can't wait to have you back and hear more of the story because it's not over. <laughs>
1: Thanks. You know. Yeah. No, I've got you know, big fat Greek wedding one day. So good. I love it. Invite <laughs> me. I can't wait. <laughs> love All right, you, Jen. Love Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.